0: ethical disclaimer while diana and i are psychologists we aren't your psychologists reverse psychology is not a replacement for therapy if you're interested in speaking with a therapist please check out some of the links in our episode description now on with the show great did you just cough um who's coughing
1: soul coughing that's a band
0: it is how Prussian. What do they sing? Zem um, zem 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 That's that's 311.
1: What do they sing? They have a, I'm gonna look it up.
0: Me too. Well, I'm not gonna. Look We're racing. Up. Super bon bon, super bon bon. Do you know that song? No. Hold on. You ready for this? This is a commercial. Starring Aaron Scott. Oh, Aaron Paul. Who's the guy from Breaking Bad? Aaron Paul. Who's Aaron Scott? I don't know. Skip.
1: No. I'm also going to play I'm going to play one at the same time
0: I think the good part's coming
1: that is that you're playing.
0: You turn it off. It's not good.
1: What's their popular song?
0: Do they have one?
1: Yeah, they totally do. Super Bon Bon. No, it's not. <laughs> if you keep saying it, doesn't make it true.
0: Uh, everyone's talking about it.
1: Well, this is bad. This <laughs> is bad. This is a bad way to start.
0: No, it's not. It's great. Although th- this leads into what I want to talk about this morning. You go first.
1: I think that we should say... Where are we? This is not your... This is not... this. Look, I'm you're, just gonna say it.
0: you're 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 sharp. I know. I love it. I'm on
1: it. I'm on it. I've had a lot of
0: sleep. Live from quarantine.
1: We're not quarantining. We are.
0: You, wh- who okay, are we? No.
1: So here's the thing. Okay. I was at a professional event recently. What was for it was? A psychologist. Someone mentioned that I have a podcast.
0: Yep. Do and you have a
1: podcast? This is in a professional circle of people. I try to keep my like professional life as a psychologist and my Your professional, professional life, life as a podcast a podcaster or separate. Yep. Just, be, you know, because there's certain things that you say. It's just different. It's not, I'm not like telling my clients to go listen. If they find it organically and like they like it, whatever. Yeah, but
0: if they find the sticker I put to the back of their bill and they, like, they go, oh, what's this? And then they look it up and they listen to it. Cool.
1: But the thing is that I don't like promote it as a part of my practice or anything. Like some people have psychology podcasts that they like, promote whatever this is not that that's no this is not that especially some of the topics that we talk about i wouldn't necessarily want to bring that into that mid-
0: also reminds me of another thing i want to talk about this morning okay
1: so, so I- i'm saying that to say that i feel like if there are people who are hearing about this through professional networks i want to say that this is a spicy meatball mm-hmm. it is and it's not we both did that we both opened the blinds at yeah. the same time it's
0: see where Lira is not at.
1: it might not be your cup of
0: tea it might no.
1: not be your cilantro Nope. it might be your soap uh,
0: if, unless you like cilantro
1: and there are explicit lyrics
0: <laughs> there are explicit.
1: tipper gore's explicit lyrics
0: <laughs> yep she comes in every week listens to it and <laughs> says nope still explicit
1: so just be forewarned don't listen with your kids
0: yeah unless your kids are super cool
1: Well, no, even that. Unless your kids
0: are cool with the F word.
1: Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't. Okay, what did you want to say? Wait, also. Two things. This is Reverse Psychology, the podcast. You. I am Dr. Diana. I am a licensed psychologist. Yeah, you are. Slash PhD in school psychology, slash slash behavior analyst, slash teacher, slash researcher.
0: Cool. I am Dr. Mike. I am a clinical psychologist. Here we are.
1: What, did you, what else did you want to say?
0: Two things. Both about the epidemic or the pandemic that are going on. I know, well, for one, we talked a lot about it last week, but then it all got cut out. So we have a lot of ground to make up on.
1: Wait, I don't want to talk about it.
0: I want to talk about two consequences of it. Okay. One is, both of these come from the research website, cracked.com. Okay. One is that apparently on um, the pornography hub. Um <laughs> There has been a huge uptick in the search for the word coronavirus. Really? And there is a huge, huge uptick in people uploading videos oh, with yeah. the word coronavirus in it. Really? Uh, like,
1: what's the jo- what's the genre?
0: Some titles that they're showing. Mm-hmm. A cure for the coronavirus is getting F-word. Oh, How now we f- you're
1: monitoring. How we
0: fight coronavirus, <laughs> hyphen, risky outdoor sex. <laughs> <laughs> Two Las Vegas girls have a threesome on a mountain to avoid coronavirus. <laughs> and okay, then there's I mean, also one that says hardcore sex with women wearing coronavirus mask. <laughs> and then there's one that just <laughs> <is, laughs> There's one title that's just <laughs> coronavirus porn. And it's two people in complete yellow oh, hazmat I like jumpsuits. That one. Wait.
1: It's like... Okay. So... There's been
0: 1.5 million searches for it.
1: Okay. Is this the... All right. So what's happening? Is it people who are like, I like this website to go look for material or news? Right. Well, that's what I'm wondering. It's like, are you like on Pornhub and you're like, okay, I'm going to look for something. Yeah. And then you're also like, but I want to stay current with what's going on. I
0: want to stay current, but I also don't want to miss out on this boner that I have. (laughs) (laughs) So if I can find some NPR porn or someone reading the news... I can learn something during this, don't you know,
1: get the sense that what they're seeing are videos of people reading the news.
0: I think. Well, I actually skimmed a bunch of them before this started, and a lot <laughs> of them they're it's like pretty factual.
1: Oh, just for research purposes.
0: They stop every every five minutes and wash their hands. Oh, how long
1: did you watch it? For? I mean, I only
0: only saw it. I stopped at, at six minutes, but I'm assuming every five minutes it happened. <laughs> um they talk about how there's a lot of coronaviruses and this is what they it like you know they they have stuff to say okay. during it they're on point they're on point
1: um well that that's the kind of hard-hitting
0: uh, journalism
1: psychology <laughs> you're gonna find on this podcast
0: the other the other thing from cracked i saw before this that I thought was really cool yeah is uh the true stories behind popular songs okay and to fill some space before we start on the topic i wanted to ask you the song and see if you can guess what the inspiration was to write it okay okay i'm only gonna do a couple of them okay like 10 or 15 of them (laughs) but it's not a 27 so i'm not gonna do all of them
1: pick your faves
0: i shot the sheriff by robert marley (laughs) what do you think the inspiration is
1: are you serious yeah oh like it's not obvious
0: what's what it might be maybe maybe i'm tossing in some some teasers
1: um well
0: What, what do you think it's about
1: I think it's about him shooting the sheriff and not the deputy.
0: And who's the sheriff?
1: Oh, white people?
0: It is a song against birth control. Bob Marley's against. Okay. Uh, oh, Bob yeah. Marley's girlfriend's doctor put her on the pill. because He she, has
1: a bunch of kids.
0: Well, that's what the song's about, is that he keeps trying to pregnant his girlfriend and mm. his doctor keeps blocking it. Okay. And so she has gone on record saying that he wrote the song as the doctor's the sheriff and he wants to shoot well, him. Well,
1: this is her version of what the song is about. Yeah,
0: I mean Barbra Motherfly told her. Well What is the inspiration from Aerosmith's Walk This Way? Walk this
1: way. Give me a minute Walk talk way. this way. Um
0: I don't, know, no, 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 no. I
1: don't know. The D- film it's, a, g- it's the Alicia Silverstone. No, she was in the She was in clueless. To read
0: you, now I'm to meet you. Oh, Armageddon?
1: That music video. Remember she at the end she jumps off, she has a belly button ring and it catches her.
0: Oh, and then she bungee jumps with the belly button ring and now it's yeah. aged
1: <laughs> Yeah. Gross. <laughs> I had a belly button ring. Uh, do, what? You uh, you know this. I thought you were
0: born with that belly button scar.
1: You know this. Do you
0: think how long do you think it would take for us to get that hole open again?
1: Well, it's scarred over. I think it would have to be repierced.
0: Okay. We have we have a pot half a potato, an ice cube, and a pin. <laughs> We can do it on air. Yeah. It was inspired by young Frankenstein, the film.
1: Oh, I w- that's something it's I non- I've never said.
0: Nonsensical. Um,
1: That's a good, that's a good amount of time on that.
0: See if there's any other ones that are cool.
1: Okay. While you're looking, I need to, Oh, s- apparently there's a new email about whether or not work.
0: Paul Simon's first solo hit, a mother and child reunion. Inspiration for that.
1: Um, just what it seems like.
0: He was browsing a Chinese menu, and that was the name of an egg and chicken dish. Uh, cool. Cool. I'm glad you played along with that. Well, I just that I was ha- fun. I'm getting like Do you know Hall and Oates' Rich Girl is about a boy. He's
1: a rich girl.
0: It's about a guy that Daryl Hall's girlfriend used to date that he didn't like, and so it's called Rich Boy. But then it made him sound like he was in love with the rich boy.
1: Do we have any? We don't have any reviews. No. Oh, we do. A Facebook one. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. It's someone who said to me, I thought I reviewed this a long time ago, and I guess I never did.
0: I didn't see that. Well, is this a dream you had?
1: Uh uh. I'm gonna look it up, right? It was all a dream. No.
0: I'm listening to an audiobook called The Original Gangsters. Okay. about the history of west coast hip-hop cool it is so good awesome that's my recommendation for the week
1: that's great
0: original gangstas
1: seriously this is from amanda seriously everyone is listening what she said that oh okay so i'll start over she says
0: citation please
1: seriously everyone is listening so if you aren't there's definitely something psychologically wrong with you listen to learn more about what exactly that might be and what to do about it. Also, Tippy the polydactyl kitten gives it two Aww. furry thumbs. She has up. little thumbs. And given the additional recommendation by my cat, now you all know what's wrong with me. Ha! <laughs>
0: oh, Tippy. Tippy's a pretty cat.
1: That's the one review this week.
0: oh What? Doctor Kelly updated her comment. I saw that. <laughs> I love it.
1: She listened last week. <laughs> yeah. Um, because
0: we're both doctors. Flip your phone over. Thank you. There we go. Is that the key to the front door? I don't know. We've been looking for the key to the front door.
1: The only one we have.
0: <laughs> yeah. We went locked in here.
1: So are you ready? Are you are you ready to talk about this?
0: Yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready? It doesn't sound like you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. All right. So prove it. Show me.
1: This is our much anticipated follow up.
0: Show. Don't tell.
1: So Ugh. follow up episode from my phobia one. So we talked about, I talked about. Your previously. phobias. Yeah, all about my phobias. I do have... Oh, What's honestly, your phobia? Disclosure. Full disclosure.
0: Okay. Full I self I do have disclosure. a couple
1: of phobias. Um, List them. It, one I'm going to... Well, two I'm going to talk about, actually. Okay. They get in the way of my life only a little bit because I can sort of tolerate... You'll have an opinion about one of them. Okay. I can kind of tolerate it. One is having my blood drawn.
0: Okay, which is ironic because you get your blood drawn a lot.
1: I do, actually. Well, yeah. I have a... Have a condition where I have to get my levels checked. Mm-hmm. So, it's called
0: low blood condition.
1: <laughs> have to make sure I have your, your blood, blood levels checked in my veins. And um, ironically,
0: they have to take blood to find out how much you have.
1: Well, and it didn't help that the last time I got my blood drawn, they hit a nerve in my.
0: Yeah, they said something really racy.
1: Inside of my elbow, whatever that's called, whatever we're deciding that. Your ditch. Called. If that's never happened to you, it was the worst fucking pain. It's not even pain. It was like. I jumped out of the seat. It was insane. Like when you hit, oh my God, I can't even think about it. When you hit a raw nerve with a Yeah, needle, why did you
0: have your nerve outside of your body oh just laying there?
1: Oh my God. It's like, it's like if you were to have a root canal with
0: no painkiller. Yeah.
1: Because that's what it is. It's just raw nerve ending. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so awful. But what happens is it's a very internal reaction. My, my sort of phobia of getting blood drawn and um, it's become like Is a, it the
0: pain or the sight of blood?
1: It's not the sight of blood. It's neither. It's the, the thought of have your blood stolen? No, it's the experience of it. Or just having I, I can't go really there describe general. it otherwise, but I have I, I pass out really easily. You do. So Especially when it comes to that, so delicate flower. So basically, like my blood pressure drops really quick. So the entire experience is um, internal. I don't have like a outward reaction to it, but But I do have to tell them. You know, they usually have to tilt me backwards and make sure the blood rushes to my head and all that stuff.
0: So. Which on those things where they put you in boots and they hook the the boots up to a bar (laughs) and you're upside down. Yeah. They got a meat hook. Yeah. Totally.
1: Yeah, it's like a it's like um uh one of those bars that used to swing on in the playground. They just have me like swing yeah. up, put my legs over it on yeah. my knees, and just hold still. That's one. And then the other one two. two is cockroaches. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I thought you'd have an opinion on.
0: I agree that you do have a cockroach phobia. I am you have an irrational cockroach fear.
1: Well, okay. In my defense, I've never ever seen cockroaches as big as I've seen in Florida.
0: When I grew up in New York for six months out of the year, it is a tundra. and so bugs cannot get that big because mm-hmm. they will naturally right. die. Right. That's why also there's not a lot of poisonous bugs or reptiles in New York because mm-hmm. they just like they just die. Like Earth is its worst predator. Mm-hmm. Here, it's nice often. so these roaches get big.
1: Yeah, they are like as nice as my hand. I'm not even kidding.
0: They're on the couch watching TV. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. It's like Joe's apartment in here. You remember that? That's a dated reference. Yeah,
1: no, I do know what you're talking about. I think it's the, like, also...
0: Yeah, what is it about the cockroaches that make you wake me up in the middle of the night?
1: I I don't... Well,
0: I, I woke
1: you up to tell you I killed one. Yeah. That's... And I... Yeah. Okay, so I
0: i was I struggling with here's the story okay start wo- from the beginning okay I woke when do we meet
1: okay i woke up the other, i woke up the other night i went into the bathroom and i noticed one or two. W- first or second bathroom
0: no we only have one bathroom yeah but you have two bathroom functions one okay
1: i rarely have to do anything but one in the night
0: okay and i do a lot of one that's a good uh, title of your memoir Okay. Going one in the night.
1: <laughs> going But going one, comma four times <laughs> going, in the night.
0: Going one in the night. Meditations at midnight. <laughs> so the I story.
1: saw one in the bathroom. What it, was it doing? It was like, you, you know, it was a little bit light in here so you could see it. She's having a fucking party. And so I was Alone? like, oh my God. So I I found it hard to breathe. I was like, I'm going to take care of this because Mike's asleep. So I went into the kitchen to get a cup because I was going to put it over the cockroach until I could figure out what to do. It was just yeah. my like my mind trying to make you're sense You're going to imprison it
0: first, and then you're going to torture it and kill it.
1: Well, I was just probably going to go back to bed.
0: <laughs> Ask your questions. I was going to put the... You're going to make me be the executioner.
1: Yeah, you do it all the time. Yeah. I was going to trap it so you could yeah, do it. Yeah, and I have
0: nightmares about it.
1: I had a plan. I was going to put a cup over it, and then I was going to hit it with a magazine, I think. But, yeah. okay, here's... The wh- one
0: with Oprah's face on it. Yeah, well. In 2020, Diana?
1: She has her own magazine with her face on it every month. Have you ever noticed how no one else is on the cover of Oprah?
0: Is this still a magazine?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh.
0: Oh, what what do they talk about?
1: Okay. Back to my story. Okay. So,
0: <laughs> unsolved mystery.
1: So I go to the kitchen to get a cup to put on the roach. And there's another cockroach in the kitchen.
0: Yeah. That's the lookout cockroach.
1: So I made the decision to go for the closest one. I still have the same strategy though. I got a cup Yep. and it's and I was going to put it on the floor on top of it, but it started crawling up the wall. So I shoved the cup on it. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently it was between its head and its thorax because the head popped off.
0: <laughs> Joke's on you. It'll still live so, for a while.
1: I was so out. Oh my god, it was so grossed out. I threw up a little bit. <laughs> Did like, you? Yes, it was <laughs> very traumatizing. <laughs> Good. And I was like, it's still moving like it was still it was moving. Twitching. It was still moving. Yeah. The the body was still moving and I was afraid the body was gonna scurry away.
0: Yeah. What if the body scurried to the head, put the head back on, then left?
1: I mean, I'm not I wouldn't be surprised. Like a Terminator. I don't know what their range of their abilities are. So I mean
0: they been they're pre dinosaur. Probably.
1: So I grabbed something nearby
0: and what's that something
1: maybe a towel or i don't know i started hitting it with something and then it finally stopped moving and then i went in the back in bed i went back in the bathroom because i was like now i know and then i it was gone. weirdly
0: the other one wasn't waiting for you yeah
1: it was gone and then i went into the bedroom and i woke up to tell you
0: yeah i I was trying to not sound dismissive while also waking up from a deep sleep and i'm like i'm so proud of you all right sounds like Sounds like you took care of it already.
1: Well, no, because I didn't get rid of the body. So I needed you to know, which yeah. is basically why I woke up to tell you because you get up earlier than I do. And I basically wanted to tell you.
0: There's a cockroach body. There's in the a, co- a dead
1: cockroach body. Don't let the dogs eat it.
0: I woke up and I thought that it was just all a dream. And then I was taking the dogs out and the dogs ran into the kitchen and they started early in the morning. They won't bark at anything, but they'll huff. They'll go. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And they were both huffing at the body of the cockroach that was clearly long dead and a glass that was upside down on the ground
1: yeah with body parts on it. body parts
0: on it my favorite cockroach (laughs) killing story it was in our our bedroom and i was awake so you called me in to do the deed and i grabbed my slipper which is an ugg brand slipper this episode brought to you by uggs and i missed twice and then what I didn't know was that cockroaches have a very small spot on their back where if you squarely hit it with an UGG slipper, it squirts. Uh, every limb will shoot off in the same <laughs> the same force in opposite directions. I hit it. The head went one way and then all the limbs shot off. And then I looked to you and I was like, do you think it's dead? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> okay, yeah.
1: can we move on? Because I'm actually going to talk about treatment for cockroach um, pant phobias.
0: And for our Latin guests, La Cucaracha.
1: You mean our Latino?
0: Our Latinx guests, <laughs> La Cucaracha. Okay. Uh, we have friends in South America. South? SA? So Did you last Did call time, it SA?
1: Last time we um, we met about this, which was w- like weeks ago. Yeah. I talked about how I was they so developed. so much younger back then. How phobias developed. So if yeah. you want to learn that first. Go back okay. and listen to that one and then come back.
0: I'm going to go listen to it real quick and then come back.
1: But basically, just a recap. There's a couple of different ways that people think that these develop. So one is associative learning and one's non-associative learning. Okay. So either you experience it and learn it or you don't cognitively learn it. Like yeah. put it together, right? So Like you
0: know you should be afraid of it. Um like you you, you yeah. don't you don't experience the event, but you anticipate it will be bad
1: sort of so
0: like i've never been shot in the stomach but i feel like i'm afraid of guns
1: you also don't have a specific phobia about guns i do okay but i feel like you're being a really adversarial
0: i'm not being very adversarial i'm being mildly adversarial okay so for the sake of the podcast
1: for this one though um i want to so pavlovian conditioning which is the associative learning which is like when a a neutral stimulus is paired with an unconditioned stimulus, right? So, an unconditioned stimulus is like a uh, fear response, right? So, we, little Albert a fight or flight. Yeah, that that creates a fight or flight response. So, like little Albert, they it was uh, associative learning. They used a symbol, I think, a hammer and a symbol, to startle them. teach essentially a child to be afraid of furry white rabbits, mm-hmm. right? Before the experiment. Little white rabbits were neutral to the...
0: Yeah, he could take or leave them.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Then after pairing with the fear response a number of times, then the furry white rabbit became also something he was afraid of. So that's associative learning. That happens a lot with some phobias, right? Like you might... Fear of flying can develop over time if you start flying and you are having a lot of experiences with like a lot of um, turbulence and... Like your fear response is activated, your fight or flight, or friend or befriend, friend or what is it?
0: Uh, tend and befriend.
1: Tend and befriend.
0: Yeah. Fight, flight, or freeze, You hit, you hit or turbulence and you turb- start making or... really deep friendships with people around yeah.
1: you. <laughs> um. So your your nervous system, sympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. So flying, right, your your sympathetic nervous system is flared up, fight or flight, yep. tender or befriend. That's the opposite that's parasympathetic.
0: Yep. So
1: sympathetic nervous system, right? Activated, and then uh, over time, you learn to associate flying with a fear.
0: Yeah, and all the things with flying. So like going to the terminal, waiting in line, mm-hmm. having kind of crappy Could coffee. Generalized. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Early, early in the morning.
0: Having a prepackaged tuna roll. <laughs> Twenty-five dollar bagel chips.
1: Right, so those are, the, and then the so that's the, the associative way to develop a fear. The the non associative is what we call sensitization, which is um, basically you develop over time as you experience something more and more, you develop a fear of it and the anticipation of that thing. So, like fear of the dark is a sensitization process.
0: Are you afraid of the dark? The TV show? I still love that show. Mm. There are still episodes of that show that I think about and I get scared. Do you remember that show at all?
1: I think I was too young, uh, too old for that show. Oh, you're
0: never too old for that show.
1: Mm, I think it was. There was, was one with old.
0: a clown where he had to steal the clown's nose. That was terrifying. Mm-hmm. And a clown, uh, there was one with a mute girl in a mirror that really scared me.
1: So sensitization is an, inc- um, is an increment in response intensity upon stimulus repetitions. Basically, the more you are in the dark, the more afraid you become of it. Like every time you go in, you're, mm. you So anyways, I'm going to talk about treatment.
0: Yeah. So so, how, how? how can I, on the DL, get you over your cockroach fear so I'm no longer the cockroach slaughterer I of I think Giddens. I'm
1: functional. I mean, I can kill it. It didn't cause me to, like, pass out or, you know, I'm yeah. just terrified. It got it's...
0: you to wake me up.
1: Okay. So, tell me <laughs> all the different types of treatment modalities that you know for phobias. Ketamine. Tell me all the non-medication-based. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, exposure and response prevention. Yeah, flooding. that's...
1: Fair. Yes, but exposure and response prevention is very specific Graduated exposure. Okay. Flooding. Okay.
0: Um, there's like a I forget, there's a term for it. It's like measuring how close you can get to the thing. And then it, it basically it's graduate exposure, but it's like rebranded as something cool. I guess cognitive behavioral, there's the strategy. Mm-hmm. If you're going... I don't know if it's... I actually... I know it's not empirically supported, but psychodynamic... Mm-hmm. So talking about how your mother causes this to happen to you.
1: There's another uh, non-supported treatment. Um, non-empirically supported treatment that comes up a lot.
0: BDSM. <laughs> EMDR.
1: No, that's not a treatment. That's a thing that people do. BDSM? A- yeah, and ASMR.
0: ASMR is not a treatment. Nope. That, that's our new t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> ASMR is not a treatment. Brought to you by reverse psychology. Um, what's What's the one that's not supported?
1: Hypnotherapy.
0: Oh, Yeah. Unless you're afraid that you're going to keep smoking. Hypnotherapy is like only supported for quitting smoking, even though it's not that good.
1: That's interesting.
0: Where I work just offered a intensive training on hypnotism. Really? Yeah. Through my name Did in you that. you take it? I, I
1: want you to take it.
0: I requested to learn it, but I don't know how much longer I'm going to be there for.
1: I don't know what the mechanism is, so I'd be curious.
0: I would be curious. I, I would never use it for treatment or for good. I would only use it for party tricks. And I put that in my application. <laughs> Why do you want to do this to make the world better? And my answer was, I don't.
1: Cool. I hope you get it.
0: I hope so, too. Are, Are you,
1: you familiar with Ost?
0: Ost Tex?
1: No, Ost, the researcher. O-S-T. O-S-T.
0: Is that the first or last name? Is it a last one-named name. researcher? Um. My favorite researcher of all time is a diabetes researcher named Taco is it Monster.
1: Isn't Tom Hollandick?
0: Yeah. Tom Hollandick is. Oh, I love Tom Hollandick. He was on my committee for my dissertation. He he told me a very long article. Yeah. He's a huge phobia guy. Yeah. Uh, He told me a very long story as a prelude to a question in my dissertation defense about how he heard a bird in his neighborhood every morning. And one morning in his underpants, he walked through his neighbor's backyard to find that bird to identify it. And then it launched into a question that was completely unrelated. (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to take those in turn first. Why'd you do that? And second, <laughs> here's the answer. Oh, Tom Hollendick's such a sweet guy. I love that guy. Is he? Yeah. Okay. He, he's legitimately very, very friendly. Okay.
1: He's um, from the Midwest. I always thought his name was Tom Hollendick, but it's Thomas mm. H. Hollendick.
0: Yeah, Tom Hollendick. Interesting. He he has so much grant money he has his own building
1: yeah uh, yeah well
0: like o- legitimately his lab has their own building it's huge
1: are you familiar with ost the researcher
0: what's the first name i don't know i i doubt it
1: it's O. what's the called one that has a two dots over umla the oh umla
0: so he has an umla oh so Z- would you say o- ost 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 okay ost
1: so get this his last name is ost okay his treatment is OST?
0: Oh, it's clever! Oh
1: my god, if you could make a treatment, if you could make your last name into a fucking treatment, you're set for life. What do you think OST stands for?
0: Operational Sensitization Treatment.
1: No, but good, good try. Thank you. One
0: oppressive se- smells therapy.
1: <laughs> one session treatment.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's a big thing that mm-hmm. Tom Aldenek does.
1: Yeah, he's the one session treatment dude. Yeah. Ost is the ost guy yeah his host uh, is the ost guy
0: the two the two phobias that tom olendick does a lot of are b phobias and plane phobias mm-hmm. because he has a partnership with the roanoke airport mm-hmm. and he'll bring people on and across whoops <laughs> <laughs>
1: mike just broke a window as we were talking
0: across a one like he'll bring someone in in the morning and then by the end of the day you're basically a pilot
1: so this is a three it's a it's a the model is three hour treatment ost has been used i guess you would say ost even though the guy's name is ost
0: yeah ost
1: um it's no different than other behavioral approaches to treating specific phobias it Just a specific model that encapsulates everything in a three hour session.
0: Yeah. There are basic things the cognitive behavioral he 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 would bring this up a lot when people talk about treatment. He's like, Who says you have to have a therapy session that's forty five minutes? Or who says you have to do it for an hour? And so his thing was why would I insurance
1: companies. (laughs) <laughs> and, no and, and that is true.
0: that is the very real answer it is it's insurance companies because they won't bill you over an hour and so people don't do it over an hour well
1: also depending on the type of therapy you're doing you could get exhausted yes that's with very your
0: that's very accurate but uh, so tom allendick was very big on like they're going to keep only saying an hour until we can prove that it's more effective to do it for for longer and so he was very much into doing experiments and can you treat and essentially cure these phobias in one day, and how quickly can we do it? And so that he was very big on not just that for phobias, but for depression, for anxiety. Like, how brief can the treatment be? He he was very much against. He's
1: a one session dude. Yeah, I love it. So, um, actually, Ost started studying this in 1987. So it's been around a while. Oh
0: my god, I was a one.
1: I was older. <laughs> um, let me tell you though, it includes components of common cognitive behavioral therapy techniques, including participant modeling, reinforcement, psychoeducation skills training, and cognitive challenges.
0: Do you think that there are any specific phobias you would have a hard time to model?
1: Well, it's funny that you say that because (laughs) to get ready for a session, there's certain things that you have to... Um, take into consideration. Okay, so you have to make sure that you as the therapist are okay with engaging in the behavior. Yeah, like That's one of the precursors. Yeah, that's what I was asking. So if you're not okay with it, you shouldn't mm-hmm. take the a same thing with OCD child treatment. or a adult through this treatment because it'll be bad. So you have to decide yourself first. You also have to plan for like... Um, oh, it's so good. There's like a whole list of things. Where is it? Never
0: tell you that I've done this tr- treatment before? no yeah i'll tell you about it later okay cool on air but i'll tell you about it later
1: before i get to like the awesome uh, so i will say that the one session treatment is the most empirically supported treatment for phobias yeah here's what you need to do as a therapist to be able to model approach behaviors calmly and effectively
0: okay approach behavior that's what it is yeah You you measure the distance from the thing. It's the
1: BAT, the Behavioral behavioral Approach Test. Yes. The BAT. This (sighs) is all coming back to me. It's how you measure success, right? That's a lot of the outcome measures are like, how close is this person able to get to it? All right. So if you're the therapist, Mike, and you have a client coming to you, you would first know your stimuli. You would have to be familiar with whatever it was, animals, insects, elevator setting, et cetera, you're using and any quirks inherent in them. Let's say you had some kid who was afraid of dogs and you have this like perfect dog that you're going to use as a a a treatment approach. Well, they would be too erratic to use as treatment. Yeah.
0: Our dear, dear friend Casey just started going to a new therapist Uh and they have a a on-staff treatment dog that's just hanging out. And so like when you're in the waiting room, the dog just like comes and chills with you. And he texts me and he's like, I'm at my new therapist's office. I love it. There's a treatment dog. It's so calming. I just thought about how terrible Zeus and Zoe would be at this job. Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> true. They're, they would be awful. Would so be. Um, the thing here is like, seems weird. But if you're going to use a specific dog, you need it to be like trained as a therapy dog and make sure that it doesn't have any like hot spots. So like that by hot spots, I mean like. Like it's gens. Like if you touch it in a certain area oh, it like, doesn't freak the fuck out.
0: Like our friend Moe's dog. Yeah, 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 Like if you like touch any, any of it's if skin. Any
1: of it, any part of it yeah. Tries it's, to bite you. Skin is
0: one hot spot and it'll bite you if you touch it.
1: Right, but like that would backfire your treatment would backfire well, if exactly. you had a dog that you know whatever so um or like you were working in an elevator that had like um like was Otis. jumpy or yeah. like you know whatever so the next step is plan where you can safely and epically house stimuli until they're needed Oh, cool. um consider the time so of don't, year like,
0: leave your dog in the car
1: yeah exactly like what are you going to do when you're doing the like initial set part of the sessions like, is the dog going to be in another room? Is yeah, there someone sh- to give it food and what? Like, whatever.
0: They just opened a dog bar down the street from us.
1: Cool. So consider <laughs> the time of year and or where to get stimuli before agreeing to treatment. For example, where do you get bees, wasps in the winter? Or Apiary? do you know anyone with a pet snake? Yeah. As best as possible. This is another one. Prepare to s- what to say to an inquisitive stranger if you conduct exposure in a public place. <sighs>
0: oh. I, this would I, happen
1: all the time. We yeah. would, yeah. We, when I worked at um, a clinic, we would take kids to like stores, yeah, and we'd have clipboards and stuff, and people would lose their minds.
0: I love doing that.
1: Before I get into the Ost kind of treatment progression, there's a couple things that I want to say. So the whole idea of phobia treatment is to you won't always know how the fear developed, nor is that necessarily important. Yeah. Like what happens with phobia, and like when they do fMRI's and look at blood flow i mean we know there's an associated uh, response in the amygdala because that's where our fear is uh, our fear is processed Mm -hmm. um so it doesn't necessarily matter if it was associative or non-associative learning that caused it we're still we're working on the same areas of the brain and the same types of neurotransmitters yeah and often when i first talk about this with students um that are in grad school that i'm teaching they kind of are like, but no, it seems really important to know. Yeah. And yeah, I get that pushback a lot. I mean, we can't know. Like, unless there's like a true, like, I knew this, I knew I was, had this phobia when this thing happened. Right.
0: And even then, like, it doesn't change what happens next.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. And that's when I. The the treatment is the same.
0: Yeah. When I was, when I was teaching and doing more, more supervision, that would come up a lot. They're like, "No, no, no, you need to, you need to get it. And like people would spend months trying to identify the source and then they go into like the, what the treatment would have been day one anyways
1: so i'm gonna take you i'm just gonna briefly go over the different types of treatments okay. um that are stud, have been studied take me
0: on this fantastic voyage
1: okay the first one is since it si- man systematic desensitization hey carl
0: tag that one for the blooper reel <laughs>
1: I love when shows have like people they can be like, can you pull this up?
0: Hey, tag that. No, no, no. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Oh, he's making a face now. No, no, no. Don't go on mic. No, no, no. We don't want to hear from you. All
1: right. We're back. And we're back. So um, the first group of studies is about systematic desensitization and imaginal exposure. Mm. So guess What? What? They're almost the exact same thing, <gasps> except for which I didn't know. Actually. Shut your face! No, I will not. Okay, good. Keep I love about your this. face. Keep it open. Thank you. Um, and Matt, you know what imaginal exposure is. Mm-hmm. So talk about it. Tell it's us. when you
0: have a phobia of something that is not real, like a yeti, and you have to imagine it because you can't expose <laughs> in real off, life to it. That's not right. <laughs> no, it's 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 putting yourself in that place imaginely, so it's imagining the consequences imagining the place you're in it's harder because it takes all it's a lot of um well it takes a lot of brain power to do it, but at the same time it, it's not it doesn't have the same bang because there's not the same consequences as being in real life but also as a therapist you, you're not completely confident that they're actually doing it so like
1: right and then you can't test it how would you test it Exactly. like you would watch them imagine it.
0: Yes, so I was recently doing imaginal exposures with someone with an eating disorder, mm-hmm. and they had a lot of binge eating characteristics to it. And so a lot of their fear was if I'm around this food, I'm going to really like dive into it. And so we start with imaginal and on the surface they were like, yeah, I'm imagining, I'm imagining it. But then their big thing was they have a lot of like cognitive strategies that would reduce that distress. And so they were basically able to rationalize I can imagine all I want, the things not with me. Or mm. I can do it all I want, the things not right, with me. Right. So, the
1: stimulus isn't in my in my face.
0: Right. So it it became I had I didn't have to, I chose to bring in a bag of burritos from Taco Bell and like lay it on their lap and be like, Alright, we're gonna do like in vivo exposures now because the imaginal wasn't cutting it, but now we have the thing with us. So is it harder now?
1: So there's just not many There's not many good studies on imaginal exposure. Sometimes I forget how to say that word, and I just remember it rhymes with vaginal. Invaginal? Invaginal exposure.
0: Um, Invaginal in exposure. That's the name of our new dream pop band.
1: Sweet.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: you Systematic know. Systematic desensitization yep. is the same.
0: Also sounds vaginal. But... Different.
1: The goal is to suppress anxiety with deep muscle relaxation. Mm. So you're imagining, um, you're imagining like getting closer and closer to the feared stimulus, but you're also like engaging with um, relaxation strategies that help you tolerate the imagined exposure to the stimulus. Yeah. Although I will say that systematic desensitization can also happen in vivo. Because I.
0: Yeah, I kind of always hated that distinction because. I have been on treatment teams where people are very hardcore into the uh, the in vivo or in the in vivo and are like, no, you discourage them from deep breathing. You would discourage them from coping because they need to just feel it. And I was like, that seems harsh and unrealistic. And like they just need to learn in the moment how to deal with it. I don't know. So
1: thank you. You're welcome for saying all those words and uh, thank you for
0: giving very specific feedback to what you liked about it
1: i will say that some of these studies that show effectiveness are also don't have a lot of good follow-up studies so we don't know how long these things last for in vivo exposure right so we're going to talk a little bit more about that one so i'm not gonna that's another treatment modality i'm not going to go into right now
0: okay
1: the fourth well, I don't know what we're at. Fourth or fifth, whatever number we're at. You actually had some thoughts about this one in um interoceptive exposure. Okay. Do you know what this is? Isn't
0: that the you're exposing to the feeling of yes, anxiety? The I love doing sensations. that
1: sensations.
0: That's one of my favorite things to do in therapy. Yeah,
1: so um it's used a lot in panic disorder um, but has been studied in claustrophobia so you might do like you have them breathing through the straw Mm -hmm. on right to get used to yeah or
0: you'll spin in a chair to get used to feeling dizzy you'll put your head between your knees and sit up quickly to feel lightheaded right um you'll do like you'll tense and clench muscles to get used to like very shaky muscles or muscle pain
1: yeah, so with this one, you're just unpairing the sensa- the physical sensation with the – you're unpairing this idea that you're going to – something terrible is going to happen yeah. to you if you are feeling these sensations. So it's not necessarily stimulus-related yeah. in terms of the fear, the what's causing the fear itself, but it is unpairing the experience of like something really bad is going to happen.
0: It's also like it's breaking up the chain, too, because usually it's like, all right, I'm on a plane. I feel closed in. I feel hot. I'm going to feel lightheaded. My stomach hurts. Then I have a panic attack. And so it's like, all right, let's see how long you can sit with the feeling of your stomach hurting. Let's see how long you can sit with the feeling of being hot. And so it slows it down. I always
1: sit with the feeling of being hot.
0: You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because look at you. Ow!
1: (laughs) Ouch? Yeah. Are you okay? You burnt me. (laughs) Okay. The next one is a Kwai song.
0: Virtual Insanity.
1: Reality. It's another version of it. Oh. (laughs) Virtual reality. He
0: was the original uh, cool hat guy.
1: Bah, bah. Yeah, I don't. I've never done anything with virtual reality. But having played, what did we play? That one office game.
0: The one where you kiss into a napkin and blow it off to someone else. Virtual chairs.
1: What?
0: I don't. What are you talking
1: about? At Phil and says we played that. Oh, that was a cool game. game. Yeah, yeah, where you're in an office.
0: Yeah, that was like office simulator.
1: Yeah, whatever that was. That was I can imagine game. that being fucking amazing for this kind of therapy. They, it was a very real experience. Uh,
0: the VA does that. So they have mm. exposure to um, improvised explosive devices or IEDs. Oh, cool. And so they have this thing where you're, you have a VR headset and you're in a chair that they've rigged to also be on like motion things. And so it's like it'll move and bounce around like you're in a real like jeep. And then it'll basically replay whatever the traumatic experience was. And it basically is practicing you relaxing to that. Because the big thing, the big thing with PTSD is that your brain has encoded the memories as being dangerous. And so if you can repeatedly have the memory and practice. Relaxing during it, then the intrusive thought won't be as bad either. Cool. Yeah.
1: Um. So there's just a couple more of these, and then I want to get back to the how to do the ost. OST. Yeah. O- if you how to do ost is ost treatment. Yeah. The the next one is applied muscle tension. Um. So I'm not gonna. This is actually one you could do for um the my blood dr- withdraw. Okay. Pa- panic. Um. It's He's basically like a vampire. <laughs> Um, it's basically uh, like learning to recognize the signs of the early signs of decreased blood pressure and then practice muscle muscle tension alone. So tensing and releasing the tension in the body. So um, it's used in combination with in vivo to reverse the drop in blood pressure and prevent fainting. Cool. The la- Oh, no. I think there's two more cognitive therapy. Okay. Which we'll cover probably on another show because yeah. we've talked a little bit Not about Not even this
0: podcast. It's a different show altogether.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then...
0: We have a new show coming out, by the way, called CogFest. It's all cognitive therapy talk.
1: Hypnotherapy. Okay. doesn't work. No. There's also a... Do, do, do an other area. So psychodynamic you said this before psychoanalysis no emdr hypnotherapy no therapy all
0: right reiki no crystals no so then there's a whole area
1: of medication treatment okay not going to talk about that also
0: not super long-standing effective
1: here's what here's what a here's what an ost what ost is ost treatment looks like let's
0: set this in real time
1: all right so here's what you would experience if you went to a three-hour session okay and you were afraid of a dog. Okay. You ready? Park your car. I would first. Introduce yeah. Come yourself. into the building. Okay. Are you ready? It's way home. I might give you some.
0: I went into the wrong building first. Hold on. Okay. Okay. I went to the right one.
1: All right. Are you here?
0: And then I'm like, all right, so can I go to the bathroom first?
1: Okay. okay, okay let's perfect. just, we got, we have, time is not on our side, baby.
0: Oh, <laughs> are we getting old?
1: Okay. First, I'm going to, I'm the therapist. You're the client.
0: Okay. I do start all my therapy sessions that way. <laughs> Let me get this straight. I'm in charge. You're the client. Ready? Okay.
1: I'm going to talk to you about... I'm not do Well, I'm going to tell you what let's, I would do. Let's, let's role play. No, it. I'm not going to role play it. But first, I would talk to you about dogs. Are you my doctor? And I would introduce the idea of bringing a dog into the room. Okay.
0: So let's role play to it.
1: So what's interesting about this, In this is a social psych. Phenomena. 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 Be, 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 da, 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 da. You do some negotiation techniques. So the person has to be like willing, obviously. Yeah. And then you, you do foot in the door and then door, door in the, the face. face.
0: I do have a big wooden plaque that's burnt on my wall that says we don't negotiate with terrorists or phobias.
1: So I might first do like... Is it okay with you if I just bring a dog like you I would warn you that like I'm yeah. not gonna Here's the rationale. Pull any tricks, I'm not gonna scare you to I don't da-da. even have sleeves. I'm gonna is it okay, I would say is it okay if I bring like a little dog to the door? You know, whatever. Yeah. And then I we're we'll start with like very small things and then later on I'm gonna say something like related to door in the face. I'm gonna say that big dog over there. We're gonna walk to it and we're gonna touch it. Yeah. And you're you might say, I don't feel comfortable. With that. I and then that. I would say, okay, we're gonna get ten feet away from, from it, whatever. Okay. So I'm that seems reasonable. Yeah, exactly. So okay, so negotiate. So I'm still on step one. Negotiate oh. details of first exposure, and assess their prediction. I'm gonna assess your prediction of what will happen. So like, yeah. I'm gonna bring the dog to the door. Like, what do you think is gonna happen? W- what's your response gonna
0: feel yeah. like? That's a big part in a lot of the anxiety treatments is asking for the prediction on their distress, their sud, like how bad do you think it's going to feel? Right.
1: And then what it is in, in real time. Yeah. So like what's your prediction? Okay. Well, now what is
0: yeah. it? IRL what happened?
1: So, um, the next thing might be a small dog is brought into the room, leashed by an assistant who holds the leash close and tight at the opposite end of the room. Yeah. The clinician plays, praises progress and encourages child, the child to watch the dog. Blah, blah, blah. So then Clinician suggests moving closer. Child declines and details are discussed. The interim is used to discuss educational elements regarding dogs. Do you know how to tell a mean dog from a nice dog, for example? Mike, do you know how to tell a nice dog from a mean dog? Their teeth. Are you like, yeah, maybe if they're growling or... Yeah,
0: if they have testes still.
1: Every dog... If they're attacking another dog. Every
0: attack... Dog I've ever seen has testicles.
1: Okay, so basically, which is
0: also their weakness.
1: I'll just move you closer and closer, and then when, you know, we'll negotiate each time. Okay. And you get closer, and then at one point, I might ask you. Um, Mike, is it okay if I touch the dog? Is that going to... Yeah. So, lose your
0: hand. Go for it.
1: So I'm going to model right appropriate mm. behavior and then you're going to see that I'm not experiencing distress. So the idea is like social learning theory that you will also not experience distress. All right. So then the clinician shapes the response to with praise and gets the child to independently pet the leash dog, perhaps. Mm. Once the child gets okay touching the one dog, you... Here then... comes another dog. Yep exactly a bigger dog
0: bigger dog no leash and, and he's hungry you
1: uh, assess like catastrophic thought during the time that the like during the time that the kid is like with the first dog right so yeah w-
0: wouldn't it be crazy been another dog showed up
1: um so like if the kid says like it's gonna bite me you know then you I would work so. through that thought all right so yeah. obviously what's so the worst that's gonna happen it's not you idiot then
0: it gets put down um Think about how cool the story will be later when you go to school.
1: So then, yeah, again, it goes through that same kind of process, but with two, maybe two other dogs. And the pace varies depending on how receptive the child is or the, this is also for adults too, by the way. Um, So that's, that's the one session treatment
0: model. Yeah.
1: You could do it over multiple sessions, um, you know, but you might lose a little bit in between. Yeah. Um, but we've done it. I've done it multiple times with um, different types of shaping procedures. Um, yeah, I've done that with heights. Like they're afraid of tall people.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I get taller and taller shoes. No, when I was in Maryland, I was working with a client who had a fear of heights. And it was actually really debilitating because at his work, there was a catwalk that was really high up. That
1: And I do my little thing. I know he couldn't no longer do his
0: little turn on the catwalk. <laughs> and he was at risk of losing the job for it. And so he, he would have, he, he would like go to work drunk because um, it would make it easier to go across the catwalk. That was a and then also he there was part of his one of his job sites was over a bridge and he couldn't deal with driving over the bridge and so he would park at a bus stop and then get the bus to drive him and he would like keep his eyes closed the entire time it was horrible but we did we did this basically where there was a mall near my practice that had a parking garage that had like exposed stairwells and so we met and we just like gradually across three or four hours walked up and up and up stairwells Cool. and it was a lot of a a lot of that where i was like what's the worst that's gonna happen right now and he's like because there was like glass barriers blocking like the edge Mm -hmm. and he's like well like if that glass broke like if you lean against it, the glass is gonna break and then we're gonna fall and i was like all right well i'm gonna see if that's true and i went over and started to like Mm -hmm. hit it with my knee and make a loud noise because it's like it's tempered glass is not gonna break and then we, like, worked our way up. But it, it was a lot of, like, me being, like, flagrantly unsafe and, like, leaning over the edge. And be like, oh, like I seem fine. Let's get closer. But it was good. It, like it, After one session, either he lied and said he felt better <laughs> or he got better.
1: I will say that if you do um, exposure, the, the exposure treatment and the one session treatment model, you have much more acceptance than... If you try to do it over time, because people tend to drop out because it's uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. No. And I, ex- I met with him once in the office and I explained doing like a one half day thing together. And he was much more on board with that. And it went well. And like, by the end he was on the top thing. He was leaning over the edge of the railing and all that stuff. And he was able to go back to work.
1: There's a cool article. I'm not going to have time to discuss, but it is in behavior therapy, the journal. And it's the author is Botella and it's treating cockroach phobia with augmented reality
0: oh and they use
1: a one session treatment model with vr you
0: should read metamorphosis by kafka okay a man turns into a cockroach okay good and you can exactly what that's your imaginal exposure great thank you okay
1: um all right so that's all i got that was great it's so non-coronavirus related you did
0: so good baby thank you i love listening to you talk
1: Oh, you're so sweet. I love you. I love you too. Bye. No, no, no,
0: no, no, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. What's coming up in your life? Our fans want to know.
1: Corn Dino? Quentin Tarantino. Oh, we should
0: we should have a corn party where it's just the two of us and we eat corn. The band? Yeah, K O R N.
1: Um, I don't know. I mean everything's sort of up in the air, right? Like we go on a vacation, we might not. I know. I am epic.
0: Devastated that the Marathon. I've been training for seventeen I weeks for it. Just got canceled.
1: I know. I know. I even run ever anymore.
0: So many early early I weekend know. mornings. But uh,
1: you can do a virtual experience with yeah, it. Fuck. That. I know, right?
0: Yeah. No refund. Oh, but you post it on the internet and we'll like it. No, I don't want that. But if we still go to Asheville, I'll probably still run the distance over that time.
1: Yeah. So we're in a sucky suck time, but um.
0: Yeah but not in that way yeah keep it clean so what about you i am bouncing back and i just wrote a new training plan for a 15k my goal is to break an hour on the 15k wow okay
1: yeah, that's All my right. goal okay
0: and so i i have it what was your last one 103 mm, but very i close i did last this one has a big hill big hill last year's skyway 10k to this year's Skyway 10K, I dropped three minutes. Nice. And so I think that if I put in the time and the distance, I can do it. And so I'm, I'm, I'm using this virus to my advantage. I'm going to start doing prison-style workouts in my office. Okay. Doing push-ups with my knuckles. And I'm going to lift objects. I'm going to get strong. I'm going to do tattoos with pens and I, th- this is going to, I'm going to come out stronger than okay. ever. What are you going to, if we do get quarantine, what are, what are your hot tips for surviving it? What do you, what, what, what do you want to like? So I don't like the word guilty pleasure because to, to be happy with me, what makes you happy. What?
1: Yeah. I don't feel guilty about it.
0: What selfish thing would you like to like, if, if I can say like, Oh, I have to leave for a week and you are stuck at home. What selfish thing would you like love to lean into? Do you know what I mean?
1: Um, w- w- Just like eating brownie batter. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Something like that.
0: Uh, yeah. Because I'm listening to this audiobook on West Coast hip hop, I'd probably just listen to a lot of West Coast hip hop. And also, I really want to watch a lot of the Star Wars cartoons. So if mm. I get quarantined, that's what I'm going to do.
1: I have walked into the room to see you watching DuckTales.
0: I stop it so quickly like I'm (laughs) masturbating. (laughs) I put a pillow over my crotch and I go, no, 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 no. Oh, this is is a joke. Do you get it?
1: Oh, my God. Then
0: also, why? Yes. The new DuckTales is so good. All right. I love you. Bye, Bye. Bye.
1: So we just posted a picture of Zoe was the Aww. higher pitched dog barking yeah. there. Um, and so in case you're wondering what kind of beast Which she sounds like ma- made that noise.
0: That little underbite, sweetie. She is such a sweet girl. Oh, she's just okay. at the window. I Here, home. we got one. Okay, we got one.